0: Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, December 3rd, and we are delighted that you're joining us. I want to remind everyone, we are jonesing for your voices. That's really the most important thing that I can say. I would love to have more and more of you join us. That way we can talk more. We can get down to some unanswered questions that usually arise with an email. So, I would love it. Wouldn't you love it? You can change your name if you're shy, change wherever you live. It's okay. No one's going to recognize your voice. Trust me. Really. So, send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com and don't forget to mention if you are willing to come on the air with us. It would be so much fun. Okay. Um, this is from Don, whose subject is an interesting one. Do I really need a traditional financial advisor? Excellent question. So Don writes, I love your show and I appreciate it so much to the point that I've become OCD about making sure I download and listen to each and every podcast out of fear of missing out. (laughs) I like that. Anyway, here's Don's question. Don says, We are retired, 67 and 65. We have no debt pension and social security income that more than covers our rather boring lifestyle. We've got about $1.2 million invested in IRA assets with a traditional fee-only fiduciary. It is the second one we have used in the past seven years. We also have another million or so that I still control. And then there's our residence. In the past, I used to handle all of the investment decisions. I decided to turn it over to ease the stress and make sure my wife didn't have to start from scratch if I prematurely or unexpectedly met my maker. Mm, That's a good reason, actually. Because we really have no complicated tax situation or even goals other than conservative growth and to make sure that we make it to the finish line with a few bucks to leave our three kids, I'm realizing that we are not a lot of work for the advisor for whom we are paying 1% of assets under management. There is very little adjusting that seems to occur in the portfolios, maybe once a year. I feel as if we are simply categorized as conservative growth and lumped in with other like-minded folks into this bigger holding and basically pretty easy money. So what are we getting for 10 grand a year plus fees? Am I being narrow-minded? I'm wondering what you think we'd lose by switching to a robo, maybe Schwab or Vanguard uh, or Ameritrade. Is there any research that says they do any better or worse than traditional firms? I believe they likely rely on the use of their own funds. Is that too restrictive in regard to the universe of investment options? Thank you for your thoughts on this. You read my mind, Don, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't think that it is actually worth it to pay 1% for, for money management. Yes, full-blown financial planning with lots of things moving in your life and and needs, or that if you feel completely uncomfortable with the idea of you touching the money, like almost like you hire somebody to prevent you from doing something dumb, I think a robo is a fantastic idea. You really don't have to think about it as their own funds. They're all using indexes to some extent. So whether it's Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, Schwab intelligent portfolio or betterment those are the three biggies that I look at and I think that that would be a much better idea for where you and your wife are in your lives the one thing I would make sure is that your wife has the ability to log on to those accounts and understand how they work because again if you were to meet your maker and and she were to take over she would have to have some experience with dealing with this robo or how you access it and how do you ask a question. So I think that would be a great idea. I absolutely suggest it. And I think you're right. It's not that you're throwing it away. It just doesn't really, doesn't seem worth it. Okay. Here's another one about managed accounts. This is from Daniel who listens to to our sister broadcast, which is a radio show. Daniel listens to us on WBEN in Buffalo, which by the way, has the only true New York football team, the Buffalo Bills, and the other two teams play in New Jersey. Uh, Okay, here's a question my wife has a 401k account with Vanguard through her company. She has a little over $500,000 in the account. She was in the managed account, but backed out and put it into the savings funds due to uncertainty that she would be employed after September. She's been with the company for 35 years. Our fear was that if she were to lose her job and the stock market fell, she'd be unable to regain any of those losses. It was a hard decision, had to be made, Thankfully, she's still working and is now considering getting back into the managed account. Is there a good time to get back in? Meaning, should we wait until the market is down or doesn't it matter? Thank you. Mark, would you like to answer that question? I'll let you. Oh, Mark wants to know if that, that, that the, uh, do you possess the magic crystal ball? That would have actually allowed him to hold on to his Bitcoin and sell it when it rose to new highs this past week. He says that tongue in cheek. No, we don't like to time the market here. Get back in, do what you got to do. And I don't think you made the right decision in the first place. When you feel, when everyone listening here who feels like there's no other decision to make, I want you to give us a holler. Send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com because there are often things that you can do that would make a lot more sense than going to cash. I don't care. How much the market would fall. All right. Esteban writes, Thank you. And Mark, the silent hero, again, for offering a calming voice above all the noise of 2020. My wife and I are close to retirement next year. Wow. They've been savers throughout their careers. He writes, We have a fiduciary financial advisor who charges 1% of assets under management. They manage our brokerage accounts, which is about a million dollars. For this 1%, we get complete financial tax and estate planning. Wow, that's amazing. The struggle we're having is that when we retire, an additional $2 million will be transferred under the management, and that will result in $30,000 per year in management fees. Yikes! We trust them. We've been happy with them. I think it would be hard for us to manage ourselves. 30 seems like a lot. My question, how do you help yourself justify this fee? Do we keep 401ks in our employers until we turn 60 and then do the transfer at that point? Can you talk about the balancing act between paying 1% versus services offered versus DIY insecurities? Thanks again for the difference you and Mark are making daily in our lives. Okay. This is different than the previous note, right? because here we have someone who's really happy and getting this wide berth of services, right? Complete financial tax and estate planning. So here's what I would do. Ask if they would reduce their 1% AUM fee. Maybe you could say we've been paying 1%. It just seems like a lot. I mean, if we add this $2 million, it's a lot of money being added. Could you give us A break. There are many firms that will have a sliding scale so that you know once you go over $2 million, it might be 80 basis points, 0.8. Or once you go over $3 million, it go to 0.6. I don't know what that is, but I'd at least find that out. Then what I would do is I absolutely would keep your 401k and your employer plan until you need to access it. And maybe you just do that and keep it in there. It really does um, beg a conversation with these folks. You are entitled to have that conversation. It's very hard to do. People always get very embarrassed about it, but I think it would be a good idea to have the conversation. I I would, I would definitely have the conversation with them. Okay. Ricky writes, oh, this is so nice. Here was the subject. Happy Thanksgiving. Dear Jill, I wanted to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I hope it's fun, wonderful, and everything special. Enjoy it and be safe. Don't work too hard. Believe me, I did not work hard at all, Ricky. Thank you for that note. It was kind of boring. Okay. Laura writes, oh, there's another nice one. Oh, Mark, you're buttering me up because I needed a little bit of pat on the back today. Hello, Jill and Mark. You both so graciously help so many people each and every day since early this year with endless advice, compassion, and honesty. Jill, I see you on the news. I hear you on Cairo every Monday morning. In addition to your podcast and the newsletter, you are both working so hard. I want to take the time to ask how you are doing. How are each of you holding up during this crazy time? Are you taking care of yourselves? I hope you're taking time during the holiday season, whatever holiday you recognize, to relax, enjoy your family safely, and stay healthy. Thank you from a big fan and faithful podcast listener, Laura. Mark, how nice is that, right? Mark is hanging on by a thread, but that is only because our research associate, Theo, also known as Mark's son, has decided to give up a napping habit that was really helpful. And so if any of you have helpful tips for how Mark is not going to lose his mind while Theo doesn't nap, you can send that. And then we both uh, are somewhat compulsive Peloton riders. So that's what we do. So Laura, thank you so much for checking in on us. We are taking care of ourselves. We are both being very careful about families, et cetera. And, um, and the other thing that we do is we binge various things. So, you know, Mark just finished Succession. I got him on the Queen's Gambit. Now I'm watching the 12. Uh, I did the Undoing Mark on HBO. i got two more episodes to go with that one. So, oh yeah. Oh, speaking of Succession. Mark tells me we got an email from a listener who was unhappy that we aired the interview because he had no idea what Succession was. Dude, come on now. Just open your mind. You hear an interview, just Google the thing called Succession. It's really fun. Uh, It was a great interview. I listened to it again, Mark. I was very happy with it it really was. All right. You can send in your pissiness also. We'll, we'll, we'll take it under advisement, but I like Laura's a lot more. So thank you so much for writing us. That means the world to us. We really do appreciate it. So as always, remember you can send us your emails, Jill at Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And uh, if you're on the website at jillonmoney.com, you can su- subscribe to this pod or send this over over to somebody who should subscribe. And as always, as the virus is spiking and the world is getting crazier and crazier, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and please try to do something nice for somebody today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.